Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey, people, you found the Mess It Up podcast once again, and I am your host, the Bowtie Guy. I'm here today. It's going to be a really exciting show. We've got several people on as co-hosts, and I'll let them uh, introduce themselves in just a little bit here, but uh, I'm going to get a little bit of bookkeeping out of the way uh, before we start. So first of all, I just want to let you know, if you want to email the show, you can email info at messituppodcast.com, and that's uh, Intern Dave. He will take care of all your needs there. You can send him show ideas, song of the week ideas, word of the week ideas, all that kind of stuff, or just give us feedback on the show, uh, things that you'd like for us to know, whether it's something that you think is awesome or something you think that we need to work on. Uh, we'd like to know all that stuff, so please email info, info at messituppodcast.com, and that's intern Dave. He'll make sure it gets to the right department and the right people. Uh, if you want to email me, I am bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com, and uh, Biker Chick is still on a sabbatical, but you can uh, talk to her uh, by emailing bikerchick at messituppodcast.com, so please uh, give us those emails. We love to get the email. It's a lot of fun uh, to do that. We also have an internet presence on social media, so we've got a Facebook page, we've got a Twitter account, we also do Instagram. Uh, I posted some pictures today on Instagram from our uh, prison fellowship. Actually, I didn't post it on that, I posted it on my prison fellowship page, but check it out. Uh, Instagram, find us, and you can find my uh, Ira the PF guy too, and you can see some stuff that happened in church today. Um, sometimes I forget where I am. It's, it's difficult being me. I feel bad for Kermit when he says it's not easy being green. Listen, it's not easy being Paul. <laughs> Everybody's trying to laugh quietly. And we're supposed to help you out with this? Well, or? I don't know that there's anything that could be. I, I, I think we're without help. Yeah. So, uh, so that's that. If you would like to um, help become a patron of the show and sponsor this show and support us financially, that is definitely something that you can do. And we really, really appreciate all of our patrons so much. You really make this show possible. And I've got some really amazing opportunities coming up in the future. And uh, I'm going to be counting on patrons to help uh, support that because we are looking to start. Well, I'm not going to tell you what we're, what we're looking to do. I'll, I'll let you know in an upcoming show about that. But very exciting things coming, but please consider becoming a patron of the show. And you can do that by going to messituppodcast.com and you can click on the become a patron uh, button there. And for a little, as little as $1 a month, you can financially support uh, the work that we do here on the show and in the ministry. And we've got several layers of sponsorship that you can uh, participate in. Like I said, it starts at a dollar. If you give $5 a month, uh, we give you a, uh, a mess it up uh, window sticker for $10 a month. You get the window sticker and a little, uh, shop, uh, towel and then, uh, $25 a month sponsors get a t-shirt as well as that other stuff. And you're also going to be given, uh, early access to, uh, my book, um, that will hopefully be coming out here in the winter quarter. Uh, so for patrons, I'm going to be giving, um, a, uh, a digital copy of the book, 
to my patrons at the $25 level and also anybody who um, sponsors at any level will get um, an audio uh, version of the book as that's coming out and that'll be one chapter per week that I'll be giving you because I'm still working on recording it so I don't want you to have to wait forever uh, but anybody who sponsors at any level will begin getting one chapter a week of the book and if you pick up after I've already sent out the first five chapters you know you'll you'll get where we are and so you might get all five at once you know if you, you come in late but please consider doing that that would really help out a final way that you can help the show is uh, by helping us let more people know that we exist so you can do that on your social media by talking about it putting links but you can also go to whatever podcast uh, service you're using right now give us a rating and write a review because that really helps their algorithms to drive new traffic to uh, the show and I appreciate all that you do so much. So that I think is all of my bookkeeping stuff. So now I want to get a chance for the uh, the guests here to introduce themselves. So we're going to just kind of go around and uh, say who's here. Hi, it's Giselle. You've been here before, right? Yeah, just last week. Uh, well, no, no two, two weeks ago. Yeah, we recorded last week, but yeah, there's a, there's a show between uh, okay. us. Uh, but yeah, Giselle's been on the show, and uh, tell us a little bit about what you do, Giselle. Uh, I am a proud mama and a leader at Celebrate Recovery. Woohoo! Nice. Okay. And? Um, I'm Andrew. I'm Giselle's husband. And uh, I bring home the bacon. <laughs> make bacon. <laughs> make bacon all day. <laughs> yeah. And what do you do in ministry? Uh, I'm the worship director at Celebrate Recovery. And awesome. I'm also one of the leaders. Yes. Yes. Andrew and Giselle are our E's. Tease. Tease. I was the education coach. In the, in e the tease. They're the tease. Yes. Yeah. They. 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 Uh, there are teas for our ministry, so that's uh, a huge help. And then finally, we've got listener Bev from. That's the way you know me. Listener Bev from California. From California. Yeah. There you go. Right. Yeah. And because I have listener Bev in Tennessee. Oh yes, that's true. But she's listener Beverly. Yes. We love you, Beverly. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, so yeah, so that's the gang that's here, and um, the reason that I ask these people to be on the show today is because we're both, uh, you know, I'm married to Bev, Bev's married to me, Andrew and Giselle are married to each other, and uh, I want to talk about doing ministry as couples, and so the word of the week that I chose for this week is coalition, and so coalition is a, an alliance or, you know, combined effort of people, um, and that's what we do in ministry is we are a coalition to do ministry and Bev and I do it, excuse me, on the, uh, the prison side. We also do it. We've been doing it for years with prison fellowship or with, uh, uh Celebrate recovery and, uh, Andrew Giselle, you guys are married, but you haven't been married as long as Bev and I, uh, tell us a little bit about, let the people know who you are in terms of your, your marriage and such. Um, <laughs> I guess, I mean, in terms of our marriage, I mean, we're, I guess we're technically high school sweethearts. Um, we, we are high school been, sweethearts. But now, wait, I want to, I want to delve into the technical part of this. So you say technically, does that mean <laughs> technically you went to high school together? Technically, uh, one of you liked the other one in high school, but the other one didn't. Let, what does that mean? Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm curious now. No, I just I mean like. 
I know. I mean, like high school sweethearts, I always think of like four years you were together, oh, but then thing. yeah. But Andrew always has a story he likes to tell people <laughs> of what I first thought of him. Can we hear that story? Is this one that could go out <laughs> on the air? It's something that could go out on the air. So, well, first things first, we did, we started dating right before prom of our senior year and we've been together ever since. Um, but the story about where she actually, or where we met, I guess, in a way, is uh, it was freshman year, we were in the same English class. Honors English. Honors I want English. people to know I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> so... So we were in the same English class, but this was like during that like emo time of things. So I was growing my hair out and my hair was just all long and it's ridiculous looking. And <laughs> Wait, are you saying you look ridiculous as a teenager? Because yeah. that's never happened to any of us. Never. <laughs> yeah, so uh, apparently she thought I was super pretentious and all that stuff. And I don't know. Why. Well, because you walked in the class all arrogant. But then we had the project <laughs> on the Iliad, and you were Seuss. And you walked in with a toga towel. And nice. then I, I didn't think I didn't think you were that, that uh, awful after that. I was like, he has a sense of humor, so I guess. So you're a sucker for a toga. A towel toga. Oh, like not a towel, oh my god. <laughs> towel toga. Wow, that's but like then a toga. It, it takes three years after that for her to be a sucker for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so you guys have been married now how long? So it'll be three years in March. Wow. And how long have you been dating? Or I mean how long you've been together? It'll be ten years in May. Oh yes. wow. So so it's a, a long relationship, but the marriage is Gosh, I didn't realize it was three years of the marriage already. Yeah. Holy smokes, time flies. Wow. <laughs> so, cool. So, all right, so you guys are married and uh, still fairly young. I, it cracked me up yesterday. I was at a wedding and uh, listening to the, the people do the toasts, um, I said, you know, and I've known this person for 10 years. And I'm thinking, I, yeah. I have socks older than that, <laughs> you know, but, but they're, you know, these kids are, you know, in their young twenties. And so it's like, that's a long time. <laughs> and it, you know, that whole perspective of things changes. And I think about you guys three years and Bev and I are coming up on 25 and Bev's parents are 72, 73, 73. Uh -huh. and it's like, wow. So they laugh at our piddly little 25. Mm -hmm. Like I don't even <laughs> remember my, you know, so it's, uh, I guess it's all a matter of perspective. Uh, but we do ministry together. We're married. We're, we're couples. And um, so Andrew and Giselle both work with uh, Bev and I in our silver recovery ministry. But that's not the only ministry that you guys do. You guys have worked in other ministries and do other things as well. So can you just tell people a little bit about just ministry experience that you have aside from working uh, in silver recovery uh, as couples? What are other ministry things that you've you've done? I mean, I guess worship Sunday worship is that it? Yes, yeah. I, I'd served on our Sunday worship team for quite a while, um, and we do. Uh, uh, on that note, that what's funny is that uh, little story about how I started doing a lot of that. Uh, hmm. <laughs> so we went to this event for our church to get to know the pastors and stuff like that. And and I'm like, well, I play piano. And 
And I want to join the worship team, but they're saying that they're, they need to plan auditions still, and it won't be for a couple months. And this guy comes running in. He's a really pushy like, guy. Hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did I hear musician? <laughs> he likes to refer to himself as an idiot. But. <laughs> Not an idiot. <laughs> that, 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 that idiot. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that kind of started that whole thing going of serving in worship and where I started helping them on Fridays and with CR and I was just like, well, okay, it's a church and I get to play piano. This is great. And little did I know that there was a lot more to it and, and it was actually a great, beautiful thing for my family. Ultimately. Yeah. And at this point you guys were not married yet, correct? Right. Yeah. And, uh, so we just got married. Just got, married. just got married. Okay. Yeah. And so intern Dave was the guy who was directing music for us at Celebrate Recovery at that point. And then intern Dave left after, a, I don't know how long we were together, but half a year, a year, yeah, something a like that. Um, and then um, I'm talking to Dave. And I'm like, I'm not sure what we're going to do about music. And he said, you know, you should ask that Andrew guy. He's pretty cool. He seems nerdy, but he's a pretty cool <laughs> guy. And I bet you he'd do it. So we talked to him. And then now we've had Andrew as our director of music for two and a half years, uh, which is just outstanding. And so then Andrew was coming and uh, he brought two things besides his computer and keyboard with him. He brought Wayne <laughs> and he brought Giselle. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's how we got to know Giselle. So Giselle, tell, tell us a little bit about how you started and then some other stuff that you've done with, with ministry because there's another cool ministry that you've uh, been involved in in the past. Oh, yeah. Um, so... Wait, like, how did I get started with CR? Well, yeah, or... just getting to know us and, and whatnot. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, I was just like... Because you kind of got voluntold into this as well. Well, yeah, because I was like, stay-at-home wife. I didn't want to go sit at home on a Friday night while my husband was out doing other stuff. So I kind of Partying with just... all the CR people. <laughs> yeah, all, all them old people. <laughs> just kidding, guys. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I kind of just tagged along even during practices. And then Bev was super nice to me. So I was like, okay, these people aren't too bad. <laughs> so... Um, uh, yeah, and then we really got suckered into it when we heard their Paul and Bev's testimony. Oh, um, and then I'm also part of the prayer shop ministry at the Lighthouse, which I haven't been to in a really long time, but I still consider myself part of that because... It's just something I grew up doing, and now I could do it, like, make things for other people in their time of, you know, difficulty. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's outstanding. <laughs> yeah. And so, I, here's what I remember about uh, Andrew and Giselle, and, and I, I, I'm still not sure. It's one of these chicken and egg things, but I don't know if they are super, super willing or if I'm super, super pushy, <laughs> because like I said, they just kind of got voluntold and I'm, I'm watching this girl come in with, and, and Wayne, by the way, uh, is they've got this little itty bitty, what kind of a dog is she? Uh, she's everything. Poodle, Chihuahua, Maltese. A mulchy poo. Yeah, she's, she's a <laughs> tiny little, little furball. wiry little furball that's got a lot of energy. So they had this puppy 
And uh, so she would bring the puppy when they got the puppy. And I didn't know the dog's name. The dog's name is Winnie, but I thought they were saying Wayne. And so I just always called the dog Wayne. And so for a long time, I didn't know Giselle's name. She was just, just uh, she was Wayne's mom. <laughs> and I actually used to get notes on my whiteboard in my office. It would say Wayne's mom was here. Yeah. And it cracked me up. But she was just super... Uh, upbeat and I mean you can hear in her voice you know just the positivity and I'm thinking okay Andrew's doing music I, we didn't have an E which is our encourager coach yeah. and I just thought man this girl encourages me I need to get her involved and at this point she was just like a lot of us when we started in recovery she was along for the ride she was coming to support her husband and not be alone and then what is it that that drew you guys in you talked about the the, the testimony but but what drew you guys into coming from like all right, this pushy guy accosted me at a church meeting, and so I feel on the spot. And all right, this pushy guy accosted me after he accosted my husband, and now I have to do this. What, what was the part where it really was like on you, not just on that idiot? Um, well, for me, it was just the feeling of family. Even though we weren't involved, it was a very nice feeling welcomed every time, I guess. That's the difference, I feel. Um, with a lot of other ministries we've tried to be a part of is the fact that we were wanted because of us, not what we had to offer. Mm -hmm. Can I just say ditto? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Um, I'm a full-on believer of divine appointments, and I know without a doubt that meeting that guy (laughs) was one of those. And, you know, that just that one appointment became, you know, that relationship just just evolved and it's turned into just this, you know, he's, he's Ridgecrest dad. Like that's, that's who he is. So it really is a family and that's really what, you know, what we stayed for. Like sometimes I think about my introduction on Fridays. I'm like, I should say I came to CR for music and I stayed for the family because that's really that's good. Wow. Yeah. Copyright. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. And uh, so you haven't really had a chance to say anything, Bev. Yeah. I don't know if you want to okay. chime in on anything or you're, you're okay over here? Yeah, until you throw a question at me. All right. I that. try not to throw things at my wife, but here's what I am going to do. I, I, I'm looking at the, uh, the old clock on the wall, and, and we've been rolling here longer than I thought we had. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to jump into our song of the week. And Andrew is our music director. And so I told him, I said, since you're a songer McGee or something, I don't know, I had a clever name that I called him. I said, what song do you want? And he didn't even hesitate. He said, Here Again by Elevation Worship. So uh, this is the song Here Again by Elevation Worship. We're going to play a little bit of it. We'll be back on the other side of the break to give you our thoughts and uh, find out why Andrew wanted to pick this song so uh, readily. And uh, we'll see you in uh, about 90 seconds. Unless you come, will you meet me here again? Cause all I want is all you
So Andrew has this song and he came right to him. So I just wanted to start with Andrew. Andrew, why is it this song was just like, as soon as I asked you what song you had this song? So this is absolutely one of my favorite songs. And it actually, the first time I ever heard it was when my son was born. And uh, well, you kind of heard some of the stuff, I think when my wife was last on the show about what happened with him. Um, but, you know, there's no worse feeling in this world as a parent to not be able to help your child. And and at that time, I we just felt so powerless. And I heard this song and it just reminded me, like, you know, I, I have a God and, mm -hmm. and he will deliver my son, whether it's, you know, whether Grayson ends up sick and goes to meet God before we do, or if, uh, you know, if he's... He gets healed and it becomes a story, and it ended up being the second thing, yeah. which we're thankful for. But uh, it's re it's really powerful, just because I'm just reminded that you know I was so obsessed with this control mm. of I need to be able to control and help my family because you know, I'm the one that brings home the bacon, so yeah. I need to be able to make, uh, make the bacon. Sorry, <laughs> not bring home the bacon. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like. It just reminded me that you know I I do need to rely on God and it won't always all just be in my control and and uh, one of my favorite parts is actually the bridge of this song which it says not for a minute was I forsaken for the Lord is in this place and if you read the lyrics literally you just think like okay well what is this place and and I know without a doubt it's you know, it's inside of you. It's you know, because the Holy Spirit's there, and that's where the Lord lives if you keep your heart open to it. And so that's that's why this song is a doozy for me, and why I truly, dearly hold it so dear. And initially, when it got you, and I, I just I'm curious about this, just because I get curious about musicians. Was it the music or the lyric that that captured you first? I think it was the music first. Yeah. That bridge. Woo! Yeah. Especially the live version. If you look, look up on YouTube one of the live versions, that one just so powerful and I couldn't yeah. help but just start crying. Yeah. What about you, Giselle? What stands out? Um, definitely the just the beginning how it sets the tone for the the song you know can't go back to the beginning and can't control what tomorrow will bring but i know here in the middle is the place where you promise to be it also just reminds me of the serenity prayer and what i always try to remind myself that um here in the serenity prayer it's it says the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference and it just reminds me that I just can't control it and I, I can't do it without God. Mm. Boy, control is an issue for, for so many people. I know I have those, mm -hmm. those same feelings, that control. Bev, is there anything? 
Yes. Um, um, I'm trying to figure out where to start on this. I, as I was just looking at the You can't go lyrics, back to the beginning. No, I, I, I can't. <laughs> Apparently that's forbidden in this song. But no, I was looking at these lyrics, and as I read all the way down here, I was thinking, what would this song look like, sound like, feel like, if you took God out of the the mix of the song. Huh. If you, his name doesn't really appear. It just says the spirit of the Lord. But if you took God out of this, this would be an absolutely hopeless song. Yeah. Can't go back to the beginning. You can't control. Um, I'm not enough. Uh, as I'm walking through this valley, um, in my weakness, blah, 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 blah. And it goes on. It just sounds like, are you stinking kidding me? I would just be... I just want to drive my car off into the desert somewhere and leave myself there. Mm -hmm. And then you take God and you put him into the middle of this, and he makes all the difference. He makes all the difference. He is the reason why we don't need to worry about those things, about going back and doing things over, which you can't do anyway. But the part that really, the line that jumps out at me the most is, I'm not enough unless you come. And because I struggle with insecurity, um, never quite feeling that I am fill in the blank enough, I know that God takes up all the rest of that gap in my life and fills that in and makes me enough. Yeah. And I love that thought. For me, it's, it's kind of basic. It's two words. The song is called Here Again. And here is where I am. And again, means that I've been here before and God has been here before us. You know, will you meet me here again? Because you've done it before. Mm -hmm. And it was good and I want to do that again. And so just that fact of just here and again, because sometimes I have um, a tendency to believe the lie that it's just, a fluke, that it's a one-off, that it's just this one-time thing. But God is this every-time thing. He's just, he's on a loop. It's, it's like that boomerang thing on whatever the social media is, and it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on until I stop it. But God's not going to stop. It's, it's going to be me walking away from the joy. But if I come back, he's still doing it. It's just like, man, it's still happening. It, it, it's just still going on. I think of, you know, the guys and friends throwing the ball and, you know, they just keep on <laughs> going and it's, we're not going to drop it. And I love that about God, that he's just, again, you know, again. Right. And, and he did it for other people, so he'll do it for me. And he did it for me, so he'll do it for the next person. And, uh, yeah, so... Wow, both of you uh, said things that I didn't think about. <laughs> and we've heard the song a lot of times. <laughs> we, we, we do this as a staple on, on, on yes. uh, our music. And yeah, it's that's what I love about, well, I love about music, but I love about conversation. And I, I think back when I was a kid, <clears throat> this is a long time, I... Uh, I pulled my car out of the uh, garage by putting my feet through the floor and, and pushing it back like Fred Flintstone did. Uh, but I was listening to a, an interview with uh, the musician Sting uh, back in 1983. 
And somebody said, well, you know, the, the song, um, uh, I lost the song. Um, anyhow, the big song, uh, Every Breath You Take was out. And, and they said, well, what does this song mean? And he said, if I tell you why I wrote this song and what it means to me, it will never mean anything to you but that ever again. And I don't want to take the joy of having that song mean anything in the world to you because it means something to me. I want everyone to have that same experience I had with writing this song as they listen to it. And, and I love hearing people's take on it because we do think of different things and have different concepts of stuff. And it's wonderful. I also think it's awesome. That noise that you just heard was um, my computer making noise. Everybody was really good about not <laughs> doing anything uh, except for me. I went ahead and left my computer in a way that it would go ahead and make noise. So uh, that was me. I am that idiot. <laughs> yeah. But if this idiot can do it, so can you. So um, anyhow, cool. Great song, Andrew. Thank you for that. Um, but I want to get back to talking about our, our, our ministry as, as couples. And you brought it out, Giselle, as a family. And Andrew, you said it too. I mean, when, when I shared my testimony the other night, I, I said, you know, I've got six grandkids. And one of them is Grayson. You know, yeah. that's one of my grandkids. And these guys are family because of so much more. But doing ministry together is part of what, what makes it. And I love that idea of family. So in, uh, in doing ministry together as a couple, there are, are certain things that are benefits to it. And then there's some, some, uh, struggles that can come up as well. Uh, but uh, are there any benefits or, or, or things that make doing ministry as a couple to you better than just doing it if you were by yourself? Is, is there anything in that couple aspect that really enhances? Well, I think, at least from my perspective, the, uh, well, there's something that listener Bev told me or told Giselle or basically I, I know it came from Bev, but it's where if you picture a triangle, right? And each of the points, one is Jesus and God and the other one is the husband and one is the wife, right? So the closer that each of you individually goes to God, the closer you are to each other, mm. you know, and that, you know, the closer you get to God and if you do it together, even more so, right? Cause you're already together and you're close. So then it's going to be that much easier to be able to reach the Lord, you know, and that's really, I think one of the, the greatest benefits to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I just like how it's like, um something I don't know what I was going to say. I guess something we enjoy together. It's not like oh this is Andrew's thing, this is my thing. It's both of ours. Um and just I love seeing other couples cuz I guess before we had Grayson, I was like, oh, I'm never gonna do anything. I'm just gonna stay at home with our baby all the time. But then seeing other people both being in ministry and having kids, like it gives hope, I guess. And mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. I guess I like 
hopefully I'm giving hope to other people. (laughs) I would say absolutely. I mean, after you, Giselle spoke at our our CR Sunday and and we had uh, several people um, come and check out CR after that. So I would say absolutely you're giving hope to people and um, several hundred people listened to your episode uh, of the show and uh, got good feedback from that. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Any anything that you enjoy about doing ministry as a couple? Well, I was going to say, let me go back to um, before we got married. I remember <coughs> us talking about what are the things you like to do. You know, what are the things I like to do? How how are we ever going to find these common places that we can spend time together? And I remember going mountain bike riding with you <laughs> right before the wedding. And so let's let's just roll this whole story back, Bev, and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll let you tell them the whole no, story that's about okay. her, or, or I go, can go stop ahead. Go ahead. Story. No, no, so, go ahead. That's so fun. when I met Bev, I was an avid mountain bike rider, and that was one of the ways that I um, got through my divorce was I took out my anger and sadness and aggression on a mountain bike in the hills behind the college here in Ridgecrest. And so by the time Bev met me, I was... I really was into my mountain bike. So I wanted Bev to have a mountain bike. So I took her down to the mountain bike shop and, and the bike shop and I, I showed her and, and the mountain bike cost however many hundreds of dollars it was. And she said, well, that's too much. And I said, you can earn it back. Every ride will take $5 off of how much the price of the bike was. And you can earn the bike $5 a ride. So she started going riding with me. And so uh, it was two weeks before the wedding, and I will let you. Yeah, and might I say now that uh, I was still in the I want to impress my husband-to-be mode. And so <laughs> I didn't really love it, but I would always say I loved it. So true confession. The time. bike, not the husband-to-be. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we went out riding, and uh, he took me to the top of the hill, um, which to me looked like Mount Everest. And he told me, like his famous last words were, whatever you do, whatever you do, just don't let go of the bike. Keep, stay on the bike, ride it out to the bottom. Well, I somehow got caught in a, I guess like a little groove of the mountain where it was sandy in there and my tire got in there and I knew I was going down and I panicked. And as I laid the bike down, he said he could see me from the top because he was waiting up at the top. He said my feet were still cranking on the pedals because my feet were still going even though the bike was laying over on its side. So anyway, I... So, so the actual the actual <laughs> advice was, because uh, I'd seen Bev and she was timid. And so timid bike riders are dangerous bike riders. They're dangerous to themselves. So I said, whatever you decide, do that. Yes. If you yes. decide you're not going to go, yes. don't. If you decide you're going to bail out, bail out. If you decide you're riding this hill, ride this hill. But you don't change your mind halfway down right, the hill. So right. at the top of the hill, you say, I'm going. you got to go for it because if you try to bail out in the middle, you get hurt. So Bev is cranking her pedals. <laughs> she is on an off-camber, bald spot. So the the hill is running opposite the, the to gravity and whatnot. And, and it's a little slippery. And so I'm watching her and I'm cheering her on. I'm like, this woman is doing it. Look at her go. I've never <laughs> seen her ride with such aplomb and just gumption. And oh, I she, she right. goes down the hill and she's her legs are cranking, legs are cranking, and she's getting more and more, uh, well, less perpendicular and more horizontal <laughs> to the plane of the earth. 
and her legs did not stop cranking until the handlebar of her bike made contact with the ground and that's when she gave up and just fell into a heap and then that's when I thought you're a moron Paul and, yeah. and I go to check her out yeah, right. So I thought that I was going to be walking down the aisle of our wedding with a sling or something. Two weeks before the wedding, yeah, and she's in yeah. a sling. I was all, all scraped up. Anyhow, <laughs> it worked out okay. But my whole point was... And she still owes money for that mountain yeah, bike. Right. I was just going to say, mom. I never paid yeah. it off. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, you know, even then, I think that probably newlyweds, or at least in my experience, were like, oh my gosh, what happens after we've been married, you know, 30 years, 25 years, like now, and suddenly we find we have no common interests anymore. What do you do then, you know? And you've talked about your music, you know, and Gisela, you wanted to be there for him with that, and, you know. And um, so then, as I've watched you, Paul, and I've watched not only the, um, the joy of your life just expanding, and exploding as you come home from, you know, visiting the men in prison and doing CR ministry too. It's just like, oh my gosh, I really want to be more a part of that. Um, and it gives us something to do together. Um, and so honestly, I did not know that I wanted to be involved in prison fellowship. I knew that I wanted to be involved in the Celebrate Recovery because I knew it had changed my life so much and saved our marriage and saved our lives together. But I, um, it's just really exciting to watch where that's going. And that was the thing that drew me to want to serve with you. Mm -hmm. um, so. Yeah, and for me, I love the idea of, of doing of a shared experience uh, in, in my my testimony there's a line where i say i would always rather remember i would always prefer to say remember when than this one time i and it's it's that shared experience and being able to do it and i don't have to come home and say oh this happened to the prisons like hey wasn't it so cool when this happened mm -hmm. and and we can reminisce and share that and i love that then with working our couples and working with uh, Andrew and Giselle as well. And we have a third guest on the show. Grayson is up from his nap, so he's going to be here. So if you hear whining, it might be me, but it might be Grayson because he's oh, got a little it. bit of a cold. Quit yeah. Uh, so I think it's really awesome to do it, and I just love that shared experience. But there's also sometimes it's, it's um, there's some drawbacks to uh, working as couples. Um, I think of one that I'm looking at right now. We got if the couple's sick, now you're you're missing a spoke in that wheel, and and it can be difficult, and 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 you miss them because it's not. And just being in families, it tends to go around. I mean, I was sick, and Andrew was sick, and Giselle was sick, mm -hmm. and Grace was sick, and I don't know who's going to get sick next, but I'm guessing Grammy is up. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The other thing though that I can think of too is. Working with people is messy work. I mean, th there's always going to be some drama, um, disappointments, um, hey. things that, as Andrew so well has pointed out, you know, things we can't control. Yeah. Um, we're dealing with people who struggle like we struggle, and um, sometimes the heart gets stomped on. You know, when you care a lot and 
Um, and then when you see your spouse be hurt, yeah, it's, that's it's the really hard thing. to get over I think that. When, when you're as couples, it's now there's, there's a, a coalition of emotion. And uh, see, I used that word of the week there. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, pretty slick. Uh, this give, is give show ninety-three. Yeah, point. I'm going to give myself uh, ninety-three bonus points because this is show okay. ninety-three. Um, special this week only. Uh, but it, it's it's oftentimes people are hesitant to work with couples because there's a, a feeling that like, all right, well, if if I do something and people are upset with me now. Uh, they're going to be upset with my wife as well. Or if you do something to my wife, now I'm mad at you. And so now you don't just have a problem with the wife. You've got a problem with the wife and this husband who just, you know, wants to take up for his wife, but there really is no, he's not part of it. And so I think there has to be cognizance on the part of the leadership and of the, the ministers doing that so that they understand and are aware of those those group dynamics and the way those things can go in. And I think that's what frustrates me is that Andrew's really good at not putting his personal feelings in front of uh, in front of like other like situations. So I'll get mad at him, but then in the end it's like, okay, well, yeah, like it's not going to help. And then for me, sometimes it's hard to, um, being in, uh, working with Andrew, it's like, sometimes they're not, no one's going to need me as much as they need Andrew. Just how today, Sunday, Grayson was sick and we were both supposed to serve. And it just made sense that my role was more easily replaceable than his role. So that, that also gets, um, you know, the emotions have to be put aside. <laughs> yeah, it definitely becomes a difficult thing to manage. And that is actually one of the struggles we had early on. And when we, when I first started serving was that Giselle didn't really have a place, you know? Uh, so when I served on Sundays, she had, she had nothing, mm-hmm. but you know, Fridays it became a thing that was it was for both of us. We mm. had thing both of us had things to do and things to do together even better. Mm-hmm. Rather than well Andrew's off doing his thing and I'm off just sitting here or Giselle's off doing her thing and I'm just I have you know I'm not I have nothing to do. Yeah, well, what and am I going to do with myself? The, the, another, <clears throat> excuse me, another drawback uh, as as a leader when we look at couples is sometimes I have to look at at both people because I think, all right, so let's say uh, we've got this couple and the lady is a phenomenal uh, speaker and it does really great. So that person is working and, and teaching, and then the husband comes along and he does he does pretty good with uh, like cooking and. And then he winds up making some stuff and then something happens. We're like, oh, we don't want to have this guy cook anymore. And so now do you, do you risk losing both of them? Because you said, and it's so, you know, we have to, I think it's imperative on the leadership to, to discuss these things in advance Mm -hmm. and, and keep it so that it's, it's not a personal thing. And without saying too much, I remember we, we had, uh, uh, a moment at summit this year and Andrew came and said, Hey, Giselle's having an issue with this. And he came on behalf of his wife and, and brought it and we were able to, to do things, but it, we have to be able to do that as, as couples. Mm-hmm. And 
And that's why we're couples. You know, we're here. Bev is here to look out for my best interest, and I'm here to look out for her, for her best interest. And and maybe she sees something I don't see. And and I think it's even. I love that it's um, couples and couples because a couple is a line, but two couples is a square, hmm. and it's a closed three-dimensional or two-dimensional anyway object, and it has area and space and weight and I love the more that we add couples in and I love to see because then you've got a family and the family becomes more family and, and everything I do I want to be family and I, I love the age diversity we have too it's like she just told us <laughs> old but it's true because it I'm like true. it is true. Um, <laughs> Um, I like seeing, cause I remember at the beginning I was like, man, I wish I could be like Bev and Paul, oh, like, <laughs> like, you know, like, um, you know, they, they, they pretty much ran CR together, did the worship, small group, big group together. Um, Bev would greet people. Paul would be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an idiot. I'm that, that idiot. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I remember going to a church when Bev and I uh, changed churches after I came home from jail, and we went to a church, and there was this older couple there who was just like, they did stuff with everybody, and they didn't care. They were probably, at that point, I'm thinking in their 70s, mm -hmm. uh, and they would do stuff with the teenagers or 20-year-olds or 30-years or 40 or whatever it was, and I thought, how cool it would be to be, you know, the porters, and... I feel like in a way, you know, we've become those CR parents with people and, and to just be able to have people benefit from our experience and, and lifetime. Our mistakes. Yeah, our mistakes. Yeah. It just mistakes. feels rewarding. It messes into, you know, message. Yeah. But here's the thing I was thinking too, in the same way that we took that, that song that you recommended today. And we tore it apart, and each one of us saw something different in that song. I think that's what you bring to the table when you bring uh, a couple. You bring two different personalities, two different viewpoints, two two different groups of experiences um, that you're bringing along with you. And um, I love that. Yeah, I love that. And if you're if you're not sure what we're talking about with the strength of a couple, what I'm going to challenge you to do right now it might be a little bit technical, but I want you to roll with me and, and try this out. So whatever you're listening to on your this device on, find it on a phone or something where you can plug in headphones or earbuds or something. And I want you to listen to it with earbuds, not in the room. You can also do this by listening to it in your car so that you get stereo. I want you to hear it in stereo. And then I want you to take it and go to your settings and listen to it in mono and hear the difference between the same information in mono and the same information in stereo. And stereo is two things, and a couple is two things. It's two people bringing that depth and that warmth and that, that volume and space together that just one person just can't replicate the same way. It sounds close and it's, it's similar, but man, is stereo good. Wow. Yeah, and quadraphonic even better. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So 
Holy mattress. Um, four people can also talk a lot longer than one yeah. person. <laughs> so this is officially our longest podcast in Mess It Up history. <laughs> so we've got that to go on. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up right now. What I want to do is just remind you of a couple of things. First of all, please contact us. Check us out. I forgot to mention we have a Reddit uh, subreddit. Check that out as well. Um, would love to have you become a patron of the show. Uh, so you can sponsor us by going to messituppodcast.com. Oh. Click the become a patron uh, button for as little as a dollar a month. And people, I'm going to tell you this. Here's the math. There's way more. There's several hundreds of you that listen to this show every week. But if just 100, just 100 of you gave $1 a month, that would be $100 a month, which would really cover a lot of the bills for the show. Now, the problem with that is, is a lot of you are thinking, okay, I'll let that guy do the dollar. I'll let that guy do the dollar. I want you to think about what you tipped the person you didn't know last time you went to a restaurant. Was it a dollar? Was it more than a dollar? I'm going to challenge you all right now to be that $1 person. I just want to see how many $1 sponsorships uh, we get uh, in the next week because I'm just curious to see. So don't let it be someone else. You go out there and be that sponsor. And if you want to go for more, um, that's great. But uh, we really appreciate all you do. Write a review for the show. Uh, give us a rating. Email us. You can email me at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com and you can email in, uh, intern Dave at info at messituppodcast.com and that would be great. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to see more of uh, us, uh, we uh, stream our um, stuff from CR so you can see uh, Andrew tickling the ivories. You can see uh, Giselle teaching and uh, we'll share our testimonies and whatnot. So check us out. We're on uh, Facebook. If you look for RCA Church Celebrate Recovery, uh, we should show up. RCA at- Church for the the church series. Yeah. Well, no, this will be out after, but you can go back and watch it uh, in post. Yeah. So look at the RCA church and you can find our, our series that we did uh, uh, in December and January this year. And gosh, just thank you so much for being here. 93 shows. I'm seven shows from a hundred. I, I didn't think. And like I said, I've got exciting news uh, in the future uh, that's going to need patrons to help sponsor this uh, because we're going to have some financial needs to make this happen, but it's going to be super cool. I think you're going to be excited. So check out that patron page, pray about it, see what you can uh, afford to give and uh, how you'd like to bless the show. And we love you. Thanks for being here. And I will talk to you next time we mess it up. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.